Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is, it's Sunday, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia live on Twitter. X Spaces from the final segment of each show. God willing. Um, where we will hear from you today in the 65 to nothing win over Colgate. It is this year's first montage, and we're going to get right to it. Um, fair warning that the beginning starts a little rough because, I don't know, it always does when they do press conferences inside the Dome. So, with that said, let's take a look what Coach had to say following the win. I just want to take my hat off to uh, Coach Dacosti and, and Colgate. I thought that they came in and played a really good game. Um, I hope that they came out healthy. He told me that maybe they had an injury or two. And um, my big thing is just making sure at this part of the year that uh, both teams can come out healthy and not let it upset their, uh, the seasons that everybody wants to have. Those guys are like brothers. They're 45 minutes away. And uh, I'll do everything I can. And I told him, I said, I can't wait for the offseason for the guys to come up and let's talk football and share some things because I really like, I really like him and I like his program and I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, I think he ended up like 70%, which is really, really good. And, uh, uh, you know, through an interception, not so good in the end zone. But when you think about all the positives, I don't know, three or four touchdowns, I can't remember all the stuff that he did. And, and I'm most proud of him is how he was trying to protect himself for the most part and uh, sliding, avoiding some hits, and then um, uh, you know, getting some first downs with his legs but getting out of bounds and protecting himself because that's going to be extremely important this year. Coach, can you talk about LaQuint Allen after the, you know, the difficult offseason, 107 yards in his first game back? How did he look in terms of replacing Sean? I don't know if it's fair that we should say replacing Sean, but what I will say is I think that LaQuint has very unique skills. Uh, I love the way he's a competitor. You guys, if you were, if you guys ever had an opportunity and you don't, because I won't let you, but if you ever watched one of our practice from the beginning of the end, he, the guy loves football and he just, he practices the way he plays. What you see on games is what you see in practice and he doesn't have a second gear. It's always full, full speed ahead, and he's always energetic. So he's easy to like. Uh, he's a good student, and uh, you know he has had some 
some uh, things that have happened with his dad passing away this year and all. But uh, overall, I think he's a fabulous individual, and we're, and we're lucky to have him on our team. Coach, how are you feeling? What were you thinking about heading out of that tunnel here for the season opener? Not pulling a hamstring. If you pull a hamstring and those, and those guys are behind you, you're going to get trampled bad. Some of those guys can't move out of the way, and they're heavy. So that's my main thing, not falling down and getting trampled. You know, the main thing was trying to, to win the football game. Once you win the football game, we wanted to come out of it healthy. Based off of my talks with the trainers right now, I feel that we have accomplished that. Although sometimes the guys can go away, go to bed, wake up in the morning and something will pop up. It really does exactly happen that way. So, so far, so good. We got to wait, you know, till they go to bed tonight. We had an opportunity to see them tomorrow. But if we came out of it healthy that compared to last year, that would really be a blessing. Uh, Coach, there are a lot of firsts today. Kendall Long and uh, Daryl Jill had their first touchdowns. Gregory Delaney had his first career pick. Uh, what's it like to see those young guys kind of take their first steps in the in, uh, college football? You know, it's exciting. It really is. You know, they come, they have the young people energy, but <clears> – <throat> And you don't get to see them, excuse me, and you don't get to see them that much. There's not, this doesn't happen a lot in college football where you get an opportunity to play your entire football team for the most part. Now, it's not in the murals where everyone doesn't get to play, but we do get, we did get an opportunity to play a lot of guys. And when you play the young guys and they have some success, it's always fun. And now they need to get back into the weight room and get back on the football field and take that early success and, and, and grow it into something else, something really meaningful a career that people can talk about. And what are your thoughts on um, the receiver depth below your top two options after today? And did anybody stand out to you? Well, I mean, those guys got some touchdowns. Umari got a touchdown. The young freshman from Texas got a touchdown. Uh, now we got to see if they can do it when the DBs are, are even better than the ones they face today. They got to continue to improve. You know, Marlo needs to be the new karate kid because he waxes on and he waxes off. And uh, I love I love Marlo. I think he's doing a, He's going to do a fantastic job, and I think we're going to be really excited. I think he's going to fall in line with Mikael Jones and uh, Zaire Franklin. I really do. And uh, you know, I'll tell this story. Sean Tucker's going to get mad, but uh, when uh, Marlo came in as a freshman, he was a tailback, and um, Marlo and Sean Tucker had practiced an entire week. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm not going to sit here and say that, although I can't pass the exam, Emily. But uh, I mean, after seven days, I really didn't know who was better. Now, Sean's going to get mad. I really, they were different, different styles, but I really didn't know who was better. And then on the 10th day, Marlo said he wanted to play defense. And he's been playing defense ever since. But I really believe that Marlo Wax is going to fall right in line with those linebackers you just mentioned, and we're really seeing something that's very unique and very special. You guys, you guys. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. The first quarter, when the second one happened. Is that it? That's it. Thank you. Okay, you guys have a good one. I'm going to have fried noodles. 
All right, so uh, the one thing that wasn't uh, in there that I feel like we should just get rid of off the top, and I want to, to, to be, like, totally clear, I'm not sure what kind of gauge Colgate gives us, but you can say this. You could say this. And, and the fact is that to hold anybody out of an end zone, when you've got fourth stringers out there, to hold them out of the end zone, to keep them to 106 total yards of offense – uh, that speaks volumes. Um, I don't. I don't know if it matters. It matters a little bit, but I don't know how much it matters who you're playing when you when you pull that off because that's a that's a feat and the defense looks terrific. So, um, with that said, the 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 drop in the ball. I mean, four fumbles, two were recovered, and we saw you know Garrett Traders. Um, you know he got his own back, but. Um, you know, a couple couple sloppy plays as far as that goes, but he wasn't asked about it, so I figured I'd add it in there. You know, got it. You know, first game, like I said, I don't know how much we take away from this. It's kind of one of those things that first game jitters um, could easily be chalked up to that. So, uh, Garrett Trader, seventy five percent. Coach said it was around. He thought it was seventy. It was seventy five percent. He had the the interception before halftime, but four touchdowns. You know, Coach mentioned he, he is trying to take care of his body a little bit more, but I would still say that it, that could improve. And, you know, although he did slide, he did get out of bounds, he did also put himself in, in situations where, you know, if he continues to do that going forward, it could be an issue. And obviously we got to keep him healthy for the year and not just healthy, but like tip-top shape, right? Um, you know, he throws the interception. I remember last year he came out in the third quarter, the third quarter, for uh, a series. He came out, you know, for the for the series in the third quarter uh, last night or yesterday, and he said he he just couldn't end that game on a pick. He he wanted to keep playing, but obviously, you know, uh, a, a great game for him. Uh, 18 for 24 for 257. Like I said, four touchdowns and then the one interception. That I wish he could. Uh, I'm sure he wishes he could have back. And I think, yeah, 40 yards rushing. So all in all, a, a pretty good way to get as the, as the quarterback and leader of this offense to get your feet wet, regardless. Yeah. So to kind of hit your first point, um, to kind of compare things, you know, um, I don't think that, that Colgate really is going to give you a good gauge whatsoever, obvious. Um, I think it was right. pretty obvious early, early that their offense was going to be able to do anything. I think their longest pass completion was nine yards. So, um, yeah, it was more or less they're going to run, and if that didn't work, yeah, then it was pretty much over. So I knew that they weren't going to be able to score like that. But, you know, every every team has that one D1 AA warm-up game well you know sometimes it's the first weeks last year for us it was what game four or five but nonetheless we took care of Wagner and then that's kind of how I thought it was going to end up right last year we were beating Wagner so bad we came out and I think we did what two two ten minute running half or yeah yeah or second was, half it's kind of waiting to for that kind of rush that through you yeah. know and it was still 59 nothing I, I figured that was going to be what happened here and it wasn't so that was a surprise surprise that Kind of a surprise, you know. If you, when you go back and listen to Garrett Schrader, he said he he kind of he used the word argument, but then it was like not argument, but discussion of like like he the coaches didn't want him to go back out there for the for the for the first series in the second half, and he didn't want to finish the game like that. He wanted to go out there and redeem himself and finish, you know, on a high note, which you know he did, throwing a touchdown to Amari Hatcher, but. but 
when you look at, I mean, basically these games you have to take care of, right? And you know, we did last year, we did we did this year, and it was our first game. You know, uh, Pittsburgh they played Wofford yesterday. I mean, you could say they did, but you know, they won forty-five to seven. You know, they gave up a touchdown and scored, you know, twenty less points. Um, and even earlier um, this week on Thursday, Wake Forest hosted Elon, and they won. They won thirty-seven to seventeen. So yeah, they won the game. They handled it, but it didn't look. And now, now this isn't to say that Colgate is as good as Elon or Wofford either, because there's probably a little bit of but, a disparity there with yeah. the talent. But overall, at the end of the day, we went in and we did probably more than what we what we thought we were going to do. Uh, I think there were some pretty close guesses on uh, on Twitter. At least some of the ones I go back and look at. There were some that had sixty three to three. I think Noah had fifty nine to nothing. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, I don't know what was on Facebook, but it looks like he's kind of the winner there. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to but, Noah. But uh, but yeah, so so we took care of what we needed to do, and, and, and obviously I'm. And, in good fashion, right? I mean, not giving up. Um, but seven what was the seven first downs. I think they crossed our fifty yard line once. Once um, in the in the fourth quarter. <laughs> in the fourth, right? In the fourth yeah. quarter, when we had our third string guys in, um, and I mean, we held them to barely over a hundred. You know, barely over a hundred yeah. yards. And, and and that's that's kind of my point. Like one hundred and six total yards of offense, no points. That's I, I don't care who you're playing. There's that that's not easy to do, on any level. It's really not. No, no and, and, only... and I agree. It's not a good gauge. It's a terrible gauge. In fact, I don't know what you can take out of this game other than the defense looks pretty good. The defense is really solid, and <sighs> you know I thought it looked good. I mean I don't care really. I mean I understand like we're uh, we're gonna get a better benchmark even next week, but. Right, right, right. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, if, if you can say the defense looked good, I mean, minus, yeah. it's the first game, so you expect a couple uh, penalties, right, which we had a couple of those, and there was, um, you know, there were some turnovers, but really, I mean, when you look at it, our first turnover wasn't until the, the Garrett Schrader interception right before half, and um, then the other ones were two fumbles from, you know, freshmen that Running backs, yeah. are, aren't aren't going to pull one was Braden Davis, right? The quarterback, which he's not going to probably most like if he plays a lot this year, then we have got issues. Right. So, and I'm not, that's not to say that he's a bad player or he's going to be a bad player. That's just like, he's third. He's, he's on third on the depth chart, but um, you know, seeing those, those receivers, obviously Isaiah Jones sorely missed. Obviously he could have made some plays and and helped the team last year. Um, That's obvious. Amari Hatcher is finally, showing something in games that he's shown in the last two spring practices. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, they all did, did well, you know, and then when the, when the younger guys got a chance, you know, they did well too. Um, I, I was highly impressed with um, Kendall Long's uh, play, Daryl Gill, the junior. I mean, he was one of our last recruits. He's a true freshman out of Texas. I think he wouldn't even recruit. Uh, he didn't even have three stars on 247 sports. So, He's 6'3", 170 pounds, but he's fast. Four, and you saw the speed he got around. Even Ike Daniels later on in, in, in the game. I mean, he looked like a solid running back. He was hitting the holes. And, I mean, Carlos Del Rio Wilson. Yeah, I mean. 10 of 13. 10 of 13 for three touchdowns. I mean, yeah, he was probably playing against their second string. But when you look at it, I mean, that's probably the best that I've seen him play. So, I mean, overall, I think there's a lot of positives 
And I don't think that we should just say, well, Colgate's trash. Because realistically, we don't know. Like, we don't know how Colgate's going to be. You know hey, what I mean? What it, if they go on? They, what they, if they go on to win the Patriot no, League? No, it's not going to happen. I'm just saying we don't. I, I mean, we don't no, know. You're right, but it's, I just we can I say don't there's no that. scale, but we also don't know the scale of everybody else. Oh, it's like it's like flattening like the that. curve when you don't know where the curve is. Like, how do you flatten a curve when if you don't know where the curve is? You know what I mean? Right. So like, we don't know if we don't know if every other ACC team would have done this to Colgate. You know. And we don't know if we would have done this to every Patriot League team. Then maybe Colgate's close. I mean, you don't. I don't know the the, the different intent, the different and talent. So again, I, I know, but you it's have a to tough assume, gauge and it's hard to really get a gauge until you get through a couple weeks anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just you have to assume it now, which is what we're doing. Um, LeQuint, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, it's all assumptions right now. It's the first game of the season, which is why it's mm-hmm. not worth like it's worth mentioning. But I don't, you know, we don't right. need to like have a deep discussion about it you know no, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know um uh, quint he he uh came out first uh first touchdown of the year um fitting for for that guy and uh first touchdown for the year for the team i'm saying uh but yep but he was solid and you mentioned dyke daniels and uh with that said his 63 yards on 11 carries really solid. And I was, I expected a little bit more from Juwan price, I guess. I mean, I don't, you know, he, he only carried the ball six times, but, um, you know, whatever it's, I I don't know how much you take away from that either, but, um, it was good to see. Yeah. It was good to see LeQuinn out there and he, you know, he actually, he hit the turf hard one time and, um, you know, he ended up getting some tape taken off or something like that. I guess his forearm was numb. So that's never good. We had a, we had a, we had Elijah Clark uh, get helped off the field on the second uh, play of the game. That was great. <laughs> you and I talked at halftime, and we both kind of noticed Gadsden was kind of moving funny when when he was walking. He looked okay with the um, with running routes and whatnot. But I mean, he you know he had a quiet day, a solid quiet day for yeah for him. Six and fifty seven for one. Yeah, yeah, and you know at the end of the day. Uh, it win and get out healthy. Uh, it seemingly looks like that's what what was done. Um, some close calls, but it looks like uh, looks like th- that's a good start to the season as far as that goes. And I mean, you can't ask for much else. Yeah. I thought the game really, really, really freaking dragged on, and I was really, I was really like, kind of questioning the whole not having a running clock at least or something you know because i get it but it feels like it drags on when you're winning like that right that's well it was it was was three and a half hours it was just about three and a half hours the game was that's i mean yeah well they had a couple replays and a bunch of injury timeouts and stuff like that and which again what do you think about the interception they called for delaying the what so the interception that they said that Greg Delane had, oh, had gotten into the Yeah, game. I mean, that's good for him. It's going to go down the stat sheet, but it looked like it hit yeah. the ground to me. That was, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he, and that was the guy that made that great interception, that, that uh, tape that I, or that uh, yeah, video yeah, the, I sent you on Twitter. Yeah, yeah in yeah. camp. Yeah. And, and, I mean, he made, that was a great interception, um, you know, attempt. <laughs> and then you got, uh, I don't know what the other quarterback was doing with the jump pass, but... Um, you know, you got, um, 
Oh, well, you got some hungry guys in the second. Jeremiah Wilson is pick six, which is yeah. pretty nice. You got some I hungry, mean, hungry secondary out there. So strong spot. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, you know? it's definitely a strong spot. I think we got hungry a, a lot of guys all over the place. I mean, even Terry Lockett. I mean, saw him in there. I saw Ingram. I mean, I saw a lot of those guys. And the thing is, is that we got toward the end of the game, and those guys were still in there because, you know, again, we talked about the depth and. Um, the one thing that I did want to bring up, though, especially about LeQuint, again, 6.7 average. Yeah. It's which is pretty solid. Pretty awesome. Um, and one thing we didn't hit up, and I forgot to bring up in the last episode, and it could have changed maybe some buy, sell, or hold, you know, but I think, you know, we talk about how, because you, you notice Babers, he said, you know, he, he went through a lot with his father dying, but of course, again, we don't talk about Bruno, right? And um, <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't talk about the big old elephant in the room. Yeah, um, it was ever. It was a blip during the question, but uh, yeah, I mean, they never yeah. said anything about it on the broadcast. I mean, nothing's been publicly said on any. And it's air. not gonna. It's it's, it's so, not gonna because they don't want it to come out. They like, don't because something's bad. Something bad is behind that. There's something, something, there's something, there's something nefarious no, behind that. that. It's the skeletons in the closet. Too. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the whole thing, right? Like yeah. it kind of blew up on Twitter. You know, yeah. LeQuint stepped up and did what he had to do and, you know, they folded and I'm, and I'm proud and I'm glad to have a guy fight like that and still actually be happy about being at the school. Yeah. And um, yes, absolutely. And I, I personally think too, that this team, you know, like I look at someone like a Garrett Schrader or someone like a Babers and, you know, this the way that they hold themselves and the values that they have in, in just, you know, I, I fully, full hard believe that those guys, everybody was behind them. And the one thing I don't know if we talked about or I forgot to talk about was that LaQuinn Allen, you know, they had, they always get the, the jersey changes, right? Single digits means you're you're a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he got one. single digits. His number went from 20 to 1. Mm-hmm. And... Babers talked about, you know, everything he's been through and the way he still practices and the way he's done. I mean, he still did his cheerleading and football camp back in New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? He still you see him out there taking pictures with the fans like he does everything right, despite everything that he's gone through and his attitude and everything. And he gets a single digit number like I have. I, I, I think that this is a team that's ra- that rallied around him and rallied and is rallying around him and, and, and giving him that single digit single digit jersey like to say here you go number one you know what i mean like i feel like this is i mean obviously you got schrader and marlo actually you got you got gadson guys who are you know their last hurrah but with everything that happened i think it really really united this team and, and kind of pissed them off and i think laquin allen getting that single digit jersey number you know he could have a special season yeah, and um, obviously he's feeling the love because, y- you know, you mentioned coming back to, and playing at the school kind of, um, you know, could have – was trying to put the screws to you. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. And he's feeling the love, and, um, you know, I think that that goes a long way. He knows he can be a star here. That, that's something else. Plus, I'm sure the coaches uh, were – by his side and and he made everybody that said yeah i mean he put himself in that position by sticking up for other football players sticking up for his la familia right yeah going and fighting for them putting him in a situation to even put himself in this situation just to try to you know and in hindsight you know you pick and choose your battles 
But at the end of the day, he was there for the family, and I know that the family was there for for him. Otherwise, he he wouldn't even be he wouldn't be at the school, right? And then for them to give him the number one as a as a sophomore, like, nah, dude, they're they're this could be, you know, they're playing for each other. It's not just like they're playing for themselves. And uh, you know, again, Colgate, you really can't tell. Next week will be another one where I'm sure we can go out Western Michigan and we'll be like, oh. It's only Western Michigan. How are we going to gauge it? And then it's only Army. Like, the people are going to keep saying this until we actually go and do something. So, you know, I saw... Well, there's there's Purdue in week three. I mean, we're going to really find out, I mean, what's going on. Purdue just lost at home to Fresno State last night. It was what? By a field goal or something? Yeah. 57-52, some shit like that. Okay. Uh, All right. So, anyways, with... um, we, you, you hit on some of the young guys, a lot of opportunities for those guys to, to get some burn and get some reps, uh, dirt, you know, some live reps. And, you know, everybody, I think it was, it's fun to see, you know, to, you know, talk about the running clock and getting the game over with when it's, when it's that, when it's that much of a massacre, but it's good to get those kids out there and get them some solid time and in real and real live play. So uh, the yeah. receiver depth, you know, you, we, we talk about Amari Hatcher. He just came on all of a sudden uh, towards, I guess it was mostly in the second half, wasn't it? But um, right, right at the end of the first half, second half, something like that. But he was out there, man, throwing blocks too. So that doesn't go unnoticed. Oh, There's something else yeah, that doesn't absolutely. hit the stat sheet. And he was awesome on the edge. And uh, also, Isaiah Jones, like you mentioned, man, like the receiver depth. And when you have, you know, and this isn't a knock either on, on Arande, but 57 yards and, and a touchdown. And you have guys around you that can step up like that because they're going to have to. Because when we get into conference play and they're doubling up on, on Gadsden, then, you know, you've got now, you know. You you know you have multiple options, and what what do they do then? What does the defense do then? So it's it's promising, and um, I was I was pleasantly surprised by by some of that, and well, it was I don't, I don't know if I was surprised, but I was I was happy about it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not every day that we're gonna throw for you know seven touchdowns and four hundred six, six and have six yards. different, and then have six different receivers you know, score touchdowns in the game. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, to me, to me personally, that's the way you got to set it up. And I'm glad that this wasn't just a situation where they said, you know, uh, we got the lead. Let's just go in there and just be vanilla. Like they took it as a practice because they want to show that there's options. That's the one thing that they should be doing. Were you, is, you surprised that you didn't see the Quint come out of the backfield for any reason? I was receiving? surprised that he didn't catch, that he didn't catch a ball. But again, I, I felt like everything was, was done for for a reason you know what i mean and even when carlos Dario wilson came in like it was like okay like same thing like let's just keep it up i don't think the play calling changed that much they still had some of the same receivers you know i think isaiah jones and around Gadsden were the only i think damian alford those top three i think came out but everyone else was still playing and i think that i mean that's what we have to show that's what we have to show with the teams. You know, if we come out against Colgate and we just, you know, Arande, 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 that's why in the beginning I'm like, why are they why are they forcing it? Why are they, you know, I, I know they want to go out there. I know Arande wants to get his catches and get that touchdown. But before you start playing the big boys, you know, you got to show them that you have the options, right? You got to use this as practice to get those receivers ready for the big time teams and, 
instead of just using a Ronde Gasson and everybody that you have, right? So hopefully we can continue this with all the different receivers and through Western Michigan and through Army. And if we can do that, then by the well, start through Western Michigan, right? Then it's Purdue, right? But I mean, if we can do that, then by the time we get to ACC play, people will know that Ronde is not, you know, the only guy. And who knows if Ronde just has pedestrian games all the way to the ACC, you know, like like he did yesterday. He's still good, but maybe he can sneak up on some other teams. You know, maybe some teams will forget about him. Well, they yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. It'd be that's hard to forget. Well, I mean, it's tough, right? But I mean, it's always it's, about here's what's the, going on right now. Well, here's the other speculation. I mean, we talked at, at the top of this about you know is he was walking funny? Is it is it something to do with that? I mean, he you know he was out there. He never came out or anything, but you know you, well, can't, you yeah. can't say you didn't notice it. Kind of limping like that for. From the beginning, from the after the first catch that he had, so is it a situation that he did he carry whatever he was dealing with or ailment into that game and he was playing through it, or I mean, who knows? But um, yeah, I, I was right there with you with that. But the one thing that I do know is is that if LaQuinn Allen is getting a hundred yards a game and averaging almost seven yards a carry, then opposing defenses are absolutely going to have to. Um, worry about the run that's for that's for sure and i mean maybe part of the reason why laquin allen not coming out of the backfield is because maybe yesterday really was vanilla i mean i'm sure they're not trying to show all their you know yeah all their cards and yeah, all their big plays yeah. against colgate right so right. Um, we kind of just took what they gave us and i mean everyone was successful so yeah i mean minus some penalties and minus some turnovers i mean this is a perfect game and they definitely they could have scored more than the basketball team if they didn't have some they of these could issues. Have, so. But they didn't. So uh, I know, there was some was there was some deep, deep uh there was a turnover deep in enemy territory there from um who was it? It was a running back. Yeah, who was yeah, it? Yeah, Ike Daniels. Ike Daniels, yeah. Anyway, uh he had some uh, nice so, runs. Yeah, I mean, I was thoroughly impressed with that. I mean, I, you know, I was I was happy about it. It shows you a little bit of depth there, you know. So, uh, so Marlo, you know, this this is a guy who's going to be leading on this defense, and it's just good to hear Coach talk about him the way he's talking about and compare him to Michael Jones and Zaire Franklin and uh, the story about him. You know, basically fighting for the job at one point for. Uh, running back and you know the coach saying that he couldn't tell the difference between the two of them or he couldn't tell which one was better because they had both had different types of strong points and you know marlo's like well i want to play defense so he's playing defense um which is tremendous this just goes to show you how versatile he is and what what an asset he is to not just the defense but the team in general and it's just one of those things that when you think about a character like him, he's always smiling, you know, and he's always seems like he's always pumping up everybody. And, you know, he's, he's on the podcast, right. The, the mob podcast and everything. So, uh, just, it's just a cool story. I think, I think we all remember when he came in and he was recruited as a tailback and, you know, before we knew it, it was like, Oh, he's going to play defense. It looks like, Oh, that's kind of weird. You know, we had no idea. So, uh, just, yeah. just an amazing I know the athlete. Coaches were- Coaches were fighting over him for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the penalties. Look, seven penalties at the end of the day. I guess is really not that bad. And you know, these are procedural penalties. I think there's uh, two special teams penalties that that gave Colgate first down deep in their own territory, and then some. And Bleich, um, you know, again uh, making a couple mistakes 
on offense, but four of the penalties came in the first seven minutes of the game. So it's to me, that's not that big of a deal. I mean, I know he was asked about it, and you're going to get asked about it, but I didn't think it was that bad, man. Look, the reason that there's a microscope on this is because Syracuse led the, led the nation or was tied for first or something like that in penalties last year. And so there's a microscope on it. And yes, like procedural penalties are the, are the, are the ones that are the easiest to clean up. And when they continue to happen, it's very frustrating. And you heard coach, he, like, he didn't want to talk about it. So uh, one thing I did notice, though, in watching that the Syracuse Colgate game, and then I think it was, I think it was North Carolina, South Carolina. And the suplex, no. the suplex Big win. drop. Yeah, I know. The suplex tackle, if you want to even call it a tackle. Look, it was called in one game and not the other game. Okay, it was not called in the Syracuse game. It was called in the North Carolina, South Carolina game. You, you have that. You have to call that. When it, it is a, it is a very, um, it's it's not only just dangerous, but it's a very conscious move, right? So when 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 I think when referee officials see that that's a that's an automatic that should be an automatic fifteen yard penalty. I don't know why they allow it in one game and they call it in another. They have to that that is a that is should be a blanket. You see it, you call it. Oh yeah, that's I think it. It was I think it was just the uh, the score it, may, and who we were playing. But so what? I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm not You're talking about I know, but I'm, right. I'm just saying I'm just you've got saying. this targeting rule where you can't go down with the crown of the helmet, right? That's the definition. It's the crown of the helmet. It's the big focal point of that definition of that, right? Well, yeah. is suplexing someone on their back like that not targeting? Because I mean, it sure seems to me so deliberate. That and unnecessary that I think it should just be called. It doesn't need to be called targeting, but it should be unnecessary roughness because it is exactly unnecessary roughness and is very deliberate. And I think it's dangerous. You want to talk about protecting these kids at this level. You got to talk about what what's it going to take for this to become a big no, no. Is someone going to have to freaking break the neck? Are they going to have to, I mean, get concussed, get knocked out. That's a dangerous move, man, with a helmet on even. It doesn't matter. That's just my thoughts. And I mean, I've just, I, I, I think it's, it needs, that needs to get fixed. And I'm not one for, for adding rules to things. Okay. That's not how I like things, but that's, yeah, right. that's a safety thing. How would you say? I'm just joking. <laughs> but I, I think it's, I think it's so deliberate that it just needs to be, it needs to be ixnade. And these players need to know they can't do that. You're seeing it more and more. That's the thing. Right. You know what I mean? And, and so if you're if you're impeding the progress and you know you you're gonna have you're gonna have a whistle a, a stop a play on forward progress or whatever that's totally unnecessary. What what are your thoughts on that? Real quick before we hear from from everybody else. Uh, I just feel like sometimes it's like you can tell sometimes that the guy's doing it because he's a lot less stronger than the other person, and sometimes the person is strong enough to kind of like. You know, flail his way over to the side a little bit to where he doesn't get like slam slammed as hard as you can. And I don't know if sometimes they just they go off of that. I don't know because I mean, it, yes, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, um, it seemed to me like our guy was still kind of strong enough to protect himself enough to not really get hurt there. I don't know. It's 
it's a tough call one way or another. But I do agree with you that a, the rule is a rule. I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, just different refs call things differently, see things differently, and um, it's just something that we're going to have to live with because we have seen this. So we've yeah. all we've all seen stuff that's more egregious that doesn't get called, and then it gets called, or it doesn't get called. So there was something. Just, there was something else on the North Carolina South Carolina game that I missed. I was flipping back and forth between that and uh, ODU at Tech. And I came back and someone was complaining about fixing something and the league needs to address something, but I don't know what it was. And I, uh, I, I wish I wish I would have, I would have um, seen what that was. I don't know what it was. But anyway. Um, all right. What do you think? Biggest win in the, the ACC this week. Oh, it's not even over yet, so I can't really. What do you got? I mean, thus far to me, I mean, what do you think? Biggest win is number 21 North Carolina beating South Carolina, or is it Louisville beating Georgia Tech? I mean, I would, right now. To, I would have to say it's Louisville beating Georgia Tech, but uh, I didn't expect South Carolina to win that game. Okay. I mean, we know who, what we have with North Carolina. I mean, they're going Yeah, they're, but there's a lot of people that were doubting their, their, uh, their defense. And okay, well, I mean, I don't, that, I don't know how I didn't see the second half. I, I did watch the first half um, and some of the third quarter. Spencer Rattler, the quarterback for South Carolina, threw for 353 yards. So I don't know how they only scored 17 points. But um, I mean, that's a big win. But I guess if you want to talk about first week conference win, I guess not knowing what was going to come from Louisville and Georgia Tech. Um, and then I don't know. You said you missed the game, right? But yes, yeah, I did. Yeah, so the big backstory of this game was that Georgia Tech was beating Louisville twenty-eight to thirteen at halftime, and then Louisville came out and they beat them basically outscored them twenty-six to six in the uh, second half to win thirty-nine thirty-four. So, and both teams have new quarterbacks, both teams have mo- um, new head coaches as well. So, this was one of those games to where it kind of you know showed us a little bit of about both of those teams i mean maybe the maybe the biggest win in the uh, acc this this week thus far is northern illinois being boston college well i was gonna say (laughs) i was gonna basically what i was gonna do was the biggest win and then the biggest loss the biggest like the best the best win for an ACC team versus the best or the worst loss for an ACC team i'll go with louisville boston college i mean the Boston College sucks. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> happy to see Boston College suck still. It's so great. It's so great. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you, yeah, you know, that was definitely going to be my pick. So, <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, um, we still have a, a Florida State uh, LSU game that can definitely probably take the, uh, the win of the week, I think, well, if they get it. Yeah, well, we'll see. And uh, tonight, tonight at tonight at seven thirty uh, on 730. ABC. Yeah, seven thirty. Also, the Southern Five Hundreds tonight. So, anyway, I'll be yeah, I got back a fantasy draft at six too. Okay. Well, if we don't get to fan feedback, we might still be here. Uh, all right. I doubt it. It's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. 
All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on that game, and then you leave them on Twitter or Facebook. Those are our only two platforms that we even bother using, and um, the best of those is Twitter, to be honest with you. Look, not a ton of comments. Not a ton. I'm looking, though. It ain't terrible, but it could be better. I'm just saying. I'm a little disappointed, okay? And I get it, but, you know. Where shall we start, Joe? First of all, because let's do this. At Oil Cues, kind of concerned about the offensive line. Defense is going to be very good. Uh, there were some times, you know, it didn't, the, the, there were some holes, you know, and, and Schrader was under pressure a little bit more than I expected to be in that game. You know what I mean? It was a little bit suspect to me. And it seems like it seems like we run into this like every year. This is a this is a point of conversation. <laughs> of course, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a situation like this, right? We watched Terrell Hunt run for his life. We watched Eric Dungey run for his life. Tommy DeVito ran for his life. <laughs> like yeah, the list I mean, goes on and on. Right. So I mean, and don't get me wrong. There's been times, you know, seasons where they've been a little bit better. You know, with the passing, or maybe they're a little bit better at the running, so that you know it helps our running, you know, rush defense and stuff like that. But um, at the end of the day, I feel like it's always going to be a point of contention because I think us as Syracuse fans know that if we don't have at least you know a capable offensive line, then it's going to be really, really difficult. So um, yeah, there were points, but at the same time, you know, we also do have someone like Schrader who is kind of a magician, you know, as far as being able to, I mean, I, I, I was impressed and I saw improvement on the way that he manipulated the pocket and kind of maneuvered and got out of some things. I, I like how, you know, in coach Babers, he spoke of it in his press conference. I like how he, he slid and he did things to evade the hard hits or the, the direct hits, um, get out of bounds, stuff like that. So it was better. Uh, it was it was better, and you could honestly tell that it was a situation where he was obviously aware of it and and doing it purposefully. You know, now at the same time, when it gets to a point where <laughs> where we're playing against the big boys, right, and we need that extra yard, do I 100% believe he's going to turn back into Garrett Schrader and dive for that first down and do those kind of things? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he did take some shots yesterday, um, but you know, minus. Kind of what a little self fumble when he got away from that sack and the interception. I thought he played very well, and I mean we did allow. I mean Laquan Allen averaged seven yards a carry, so it wasn't like certain aspects of the offensive line were horrendous. Uh, it's just, and, and also uh, another thing to throw in there. You know when we looked at the depth chart, you know uh, graduate senior Joe Moore for out of Richmond, oh, right. he was he was supposed to be the starting right guard, and I guess he turned an ankle i mean i guess he was just out for precautionary you know no reason to no reason to play him right um when he's got a little owie i think that's probably you know the same similar situation with uh with trevor pena as well so yeah i mean when you look at it overall do you would you like to see dominance against a team like colgate yes but it is their first start together they were down one of the projected um, starters, and obviously you saw them switching in and out and getting uh, the the second string guys in there. Uh, and like I said, when Carlos Del Rio, Del Rio Wilson was in there, 
you had Ike Daniels, who was still, still averaging five yards a carry, and he went 10 of 13 for three touchdowns. So, um, could we have seen better? Yes, but, you know, same thing like you said with the turnovers. Like, could we have seen better? Yeah, but it's first game. Like, take it with a grain of salt and, and see what they do against a better team next week. Yeah, and they did progressively gets a little bit tougher for the next couple weeks. And, you right. know, I don't know what the hell Army's got to offer, but. Um, well, I think it eventually will start to paint the picture of what's reality, right? Yeah. Uh, Dom on the Twitter at baptized by fire. I felt like I was listening to a spring game. I have a feeling this D is better than last year. Blight needs to stop penalties. I'm going to, like I said, uh, we'll chalk up the, the, the procedural things to just nerves. It just happens so early in the game. And, and when you step back and check it out, but yeah, I mean, there's, you know, again, like he echoes what captain Patrick says, you know, he thinks they, think the defense is going to be pretty damn good so um there's no reason to think otherwise i, I mean know. there was a couple plays in the beginning and i mean they did break off for like a 17 yard run one time and a 10 yard run another uh so obviously there is still i think it's still up in when it gets to t- playing against teams like bc and Pitt, the ones that are going to line up and just run it down your throats put in their you know double tight ends and stuff like that like I think that's probably still. I mean, we got to see something. We got to see that. But as far as playing against teams that don't have that skill set and that size, I think we're going to be all right. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's keep going. At Cuse Waterboy. Well, first of all, I'm at Matt Sherman, 52, says 1 and 0. And that's all that matters, right? 1 and 0, get out of there healthy. Be done with that. Uh, at Cuse Waterboy, it's glorified scrimmage, but I felt, it felt awesome being back in the Dome. You get a bunch of stuff on tape, break it down, and correct the mistakes for week two to, and improve. Best part is getting so many third and fourth string guys reps so they learn what D1 football is like and what to improve on. In you know, look, um, that's, you know, it's good. That's why I think it's better. And we had, what did we open up against? We opened up uh, at Virginia. Last year, if I remember right, right? No, who was it? We were home against Louisville. No, oh, that's right, that's right. Okay, so um, you know, you think about that's a little nerve wracking, right? It's good to it's good to have a game like this to get to get settled in and get it get that first one out of the way, where where you know that you're a superior team and. You've just you're using it as a scrimmage, like he said, it's a glorified scrimmage, and you're able to you're able to do exactly what what Tony's talking about here, and, and break it down and look at the stuff you need to improve on, rather than having a conference game where it's like you gotta you you are in a struggle now, you have to win, and there's no you have the first game of the season and you're playing you're playing in conference, that's tough. Although it's exciting and it's it brings a lot more excitement around the start of Syracuse football. For us fans, that's a that's a tough spot to be in, and getting a game like this, and even next week, <laughs> but after that, you know, we're going full full throttle. But to get these two games in, and I, I feel like at the end of the day, for the team, I think it's better. I think it's better for for them to some extent. And you can play the other side of that and say, well, it's nice to have a Western Michigan in the middle of the year, right? Which is nice too. But yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, last year, okay, it's great. And what's up with Louisville playing 
first games against ACC opponents because they did the same thing this year. But last year it was a great win against a Malik, Malik Cunningham-led um, Louisville team. Uh, but I think, you know, when you play a team like that in the beginning, sometimes you can get that win because you can catch them early. Um, I don't know if by the end of the year last year Louisville was probably a better team than us, but uh, they probably were a little bit more healthy as well. And, you know, what came with that first week was Stephon Thompson being out mm-hmm. for the year, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I believe there was somebody else. I don't know if it's Terry Lockett or not. I don't know exactly when he went down last year, but um, I know Stephon Thompson went out that game. So I'd much prefer a situation where you just get out of camp from scrimmaging each other, then you just go right to your D1 AA game. Right, mm-hmm. You're, get that out yeah. of the way. Like you said, glorified scrimmage. If you can do what you need to do, you know the last thing you want to do is not show up, and you got to have your starters playing deep into the third quarter, right? Um, yeah. So right, right. we put That's... ourselves in a position to use this as a glorified scrimmage, and I think that there's a lot of people that got a lot of confidence and a lot of extra reps and work and improvements. You know, just being able to get into this game and you know. Next week, hopefully, we can do it again. It might take a little bit longer, but it would be great to see that again. It would be. It would be. And I think, um, like I said, maybe it'd be if I could move the schedule around, I would. I would throw one of these games in the middle of the season because I. I think it's just. You always need that break. And where's our Where's our buy? Where's our buy this year? Because we always get. Say, sc- we always I get screwed say it's on the like buy. In bet- is it in between? It is going to be. Is it after North Carolina, November 14th? No, because they play Carolina the 7th, then they play the 14th. So it's after Florida State. They get 12 days off. So what, is it in between Florida State and North Carolina? It's in between Florida State and Virginia Tech. Oh, Florida State's after North Carolina. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, well, that's, not a t- that's, actually, that's actually pretty good. That's a pretty good week for a bye, I think. It is, I think so, too, because you're going to come off three tough wins, and then you know, you're eventually going to have to go into Lane Stadium on a Thursday night, but at least you get your bye. Yeah, it's a, that's going to be a blast. And you know, they always do that in the beginning of the year, well, Virginia Tech's first game. You know, I don't know if you watched any of that last night, but they, they, did the, they played the enter Sandman live for the for the ODU at Virginia Tech and no, man nice. I'll tell you what it's the only tradition in college football that I know of I mean correct me if I'm wrong it's the only tradition in college football where the opposing team takes part in this in in that tradition and actually gets involved with it because y- y- how can you not you have to it, it <laughs> you you absolutely have to it's it's so um, it's so amazing, and uh, if you could, I, I think I had goosebumps and the hair stand on on the on my arms for for the the whole time. It's just amazing, and it's by the way, you, you know when um, you talk about the only differences. I was there during the day. The nighttime has got to be just well, lights out. It's got to be lights out. It's got to be awesome. Uh, at oh, yeah. Jimmy Hines. Could tell right away Colgate offense was not going to be able to do anything. Love the tackling and swarming from the D of the orange. O-line will come together, hopefully. Yeah. So, again, a lot a lot of the things that were noticed is going to be across the board, and that's just how it is. Jeff at Jeff in CNY. Best of all scenarios, no one got hurt. Everyone got to play, and Dino can even bitch about a couple of things to improve on. Yeah, I mean, look. Um Coaches are always going to be able to find something. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, D- 
Dino's got his way about him. He does a press conference. You know, he's pretty unique in the press conference, <laughs> the things he says. So, uh, but all in all, he can't be too upset about much, just like we were talking. I mean, you can nitpick anything out of any game, but there's, you know, we'll see what happens next week. I would, I would not like to waste a, a home game on some of these two once in a while. You know what I mean? Just to just to uh, go go somewhere, go and make it make it a little bit of a make it a little bit add add some depth to the game. Go play to Colgate. Go, I mean, maybe not Colgate, but you know, a Western Michigan, an Army. You know, that'd be interesting. I feel like it would add something for me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I mean, we did that the one year with Western Michigan. That's true. We did swap home games one year. It's true. Uh, all right, let's take a look over to. We only got a couple couple minutes left here before we wrap this thing up. So uh, let's uh, head over to Facebook, and I'm just gonna look. I don't I don't look at these beforehand. So let's just go with let's go with Doug. Really couldn't tell anything about how the team will be. That Colgate team is horrible. They should start the schedule off with a good competitive team and end the season with these teams. Now, see, this is another perspective, right? So we were just talking about this. I like it at the beginning and get it over with. Get the nerves out. Get get these procedural things fixed. You know, get the ball handling fixed. Get the 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 new guys some reps, and you know, you get into the depth of the receivers and the running backs to get them acclimated to just everything. You know, the the quarterback and all that stuff. So, um, I like it in the beginning here. I feel like it's necessary. And with the way that we've been with our injuries the past couple of years, no doubt you'd rather have it have these guys get some burn now than have to be thrown in in the in the middle of the season or towards the end of the season in my opinion right so but oh, the- yeah and i think it it always goes kind of that way it, it depends on where you know the the, the weeks lie in and, and how it works out so you see a lot of times near the end of the year there'll be some sec teams that are like playing their d1 opponents and everything like that but um i always look at it like a like a w like the D1 double A's, right? I always look at it like, like use that in the beginning to play against your hardest team. And that's just, you know, you go from there, right? Like, I don't know if you're a good team. I don't know if you'd want to play like as a D1 double A, if you're going to want to play at the end of the, the season, D, at the end of the season, right yeah. before you go into the playoffs, right? Or something like that. So, I mean, to me, that's kind of tough. Um, I don't know if it would make a difference one way or another, but I just like it because you can get all the damn, you know, the wrinkles out, you know, like you said, I, I much prefer a schedule that's got it like this where, okay, we play our D one double A opponent the first game. Right. And then second game we play our, you know, Mac opponent. Okay. Like, and then, you know, we have Purdue and then army. I mean, so at the end of the day, I like easing it in. Like you said, getting a road game against a big five, playing against another decent squad, you know, getting that out the way and then being ready to go into the, into the year. You know, I, I that's just, that's just my personal preference. So I'd like, I would love to know the re- his reasoning why um, he thinks that that's a better setup. Um, yeah, I agree. I just don't think by the end of the year, if you don't got it figured out, I mean, what's going to play Colgate? What's that going to do? It, it does nothing for anybody. Gives you a bye week to where you can sit yeah. some guys with some owies, yeah. but like it's not gonna, it's not helping. At the end of the day, it just for me makes more sense to to um, be able to get these live uh, reps early. Yeah, maybe there's a perspective that I don't understand. I know. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I think throwing one in the middle of the year makes a lot of sense, too. Uh, Jake B. on Facebook, they did what was expected, got the blowout W and escaped without any major injuries. On to week two, and needless to say, we finally now lead Colgate in the all-time series. That's true. It was 31-31-5 coming into the game, and now we're uh, pulled ahead, 32-31-5. Advantage Cuse. Go Orange, he says. He's got the upside-down flag which I stole. I did give him credit, but I did steal it, and I put it on, I put it on Twitter last night, and I like that idea. Well, I think we're then gonna... it's not theft. It's called well, sharing. That's true. Aren't you in? That even says share. Right? True. And I, well, I took it off of Facebook and put it on Twitter. I could have passed it off like it was my idea, but it was not. It was Jake's, uh, which is a great See? idea. And going forward, I think that's, that's good. It shows your character, Sean. Well, I mean, you know, you don't want to get caught like stealing someone's stuff be like hey man I'll what put <laughs> you mean you don't want to like hear someone say something and then turn around and completely repeat it like yeah yes yes like maybe you maybe you maybe well i don't know maybe you maybe you've listened to this show before let's just say and yeah. you or i or both of us have said something and then it's like then it could like shows up on another show or something like that after the fact like like that, no. I mean, you know. Okay, I get it. Yeah, that was just as an example. You don't want to do that, right? Well, because I mean, we give we give people their due, right? I mean, well, you, you make to a give good credit, point. We're not so going to steal it as our own, right? Right. You give credit so you don't look silly, right? Yeah, I don't want to look like I got egg on my face. I mean, yeah, and also, I mean, it's not like, um, it, you know, we've been around long enough to where, uh, you know, we have a we have a we have integrity. We have integrity. We try to anyway. We don't, but we try to. Um, all right, Jason. Well, speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> As Joe slams his beer. Uh, not that that's not, you know, you, not that you can't have, that have integrity when you slam a beer. <laughs> trying to I don't slander know. me because just I like... drank the lap sips of my beer. Like, come on, bro. Um, let's see. You got me all kinds of sidetracked here. All right, Dan, exactly, Sorry, how, exactly how it should have gone, even after some mistakes and miscues early on. It was clear the defense has the right mentality. Those guys were juiced up and showed great energy uh, from the get-go. Yeah. Mm. I mean, look. Hey, look. <laughs> I know they're missing some guys. Some went to the NFL. Some went to another teams. We brought some guys in. But, oh, it's, it damn sure still looked like the mob to me. Yeah, and that was the one thing. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, that was the one thing I was a little. I mean, I wasn't worried about it, but yeah, okay, I was worried about it. Yeah, I was worried about it. I was <laughs> you saw some transfers and some guys uh, enter the NFL, and you're like, man, that's those those are going to be huge blows. But I think that man, this just the recruiting in this in this the the Rocky Long at the helm now and being able to have the Godfather of the three three five in charge of things and. I mean, it's promising, man. Yeah. It's promising. I mean, look, all you can go off of is, is, is what you see, right? Is we've only seen we've we've seen one game. That's all you can do is go off of that. I mean, now it could could it be that Colgate was like the worst team D one double A and like we'll, any team we'll could have done this, possibly. But yeah. I mean, the way that they flew to the ball, the way that they were just swarming the ball, swarming you know the ball carrier to try to get that tackler get that ball or get that turnover like i just it the mentality is still there right now 
what's going to happen when we play against a team that's willing to throw the ball 10 yards down the field and isn't a D1 AA team, so they have some size to where maybe they can push you around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Then we'll see. But, I mean, you got to be impressed with, what, seven first downs, crossed the 50-yard line once, 106 yards. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, complete yeah. domination. Absolutely. So, not easy to do, no matter your opponent. It's college football, and it's not easy to do. Uh, let's let's do one more and then we'll sign off. David or Dave R on Facebook. Look good. Win loss aside, it was nice to see them shake off the early penalties and get in a rhythm. I also liked that they got multiple wide receivers making good catches, which is key this year. Excited to see them in the coming weeks. Yeah, I mean that sums it up. You know, uh, besides the win loss aside, because everybody wants to win, but. Yes, it was nice to see them settle in, and it shouldn't have been that hard to begin with, but uh, they did not continue. And when you lead, like I said earlier in uh, the show, when you lead the league, or the conf- or excuse me, the nation in penalties, you are going to be, you know, you're going to be under a microscope. It's like the old Raiders effect back in the day. Like, they led the league in penalties. So therefore... Like anything they did was a penalty, and it was just it was just constant. It was this big. There was this this black cloud that hung over the Raiders for years and years and years and years. And because they were known for for leading the league in penalties, they just they just said, "All right, well, I guess we're going to own this." And anything they did, they got penalties called on constantly. You remember that? Yeah, that sounds like a conspiracy that a- theory. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's just, I mean, yeah, it's again, we can sit here and talk about that stuff. It's the first game. There's going to be penalties. So, yeah. And uh, you know, this podcast is probably way longer than it needs to be evaluating this game, by the way. No, I mean, we're giving the people their dues, man. Yeah, that's true. They responded. So you might as well talk about it. The voice of the fans, right? The voice of the what fans. What was your, what was your guess, by the way? Oh, my guess was 52, 17. Oh, so that means Not I great. win, eh? I mean, I don't know how you win. I, I was gonna talk I was gonna talk about this too eventually, but I think the only way you get points is if you nail the score. Because how do you win? What? Yeah, yeah, I think that's I how we're gonna closer. do it. Closer. Yeah, I know, but I think that's not that's how we're gonna do it from now on. Dude. I did say though, I did say the rules. Hey, by the way, there were no rules to this ever. There was no. never rules. See, that was now the you problem. Sound like the freaking government. <laughs> well, you know, just make up the rules. Make it up as you go. go. Right? Yeah. Pretend like there wasn't any rules. How do you, you just make it up, right? How do you like, put, how do you put in place rules when there you know, there's there was never rules to begin with? And you just do so whatever you want. What are you trying to say there wasn't a constitution? Well, touche. There's, but that's not but that's rules. that's beyond what I'm talking about. There's rules that we set these Those are anti rules. Those are negative rules for Look, the government. Yeah. For rulers. We're, we're talking about picking games here and when i'm talking yeah, about picking we, games we never came up with a good system long enough to have figured out a system for it there is no system right we exactly. talked about it you change it you change it based upon the first game of the season and, and, <laughs> and what justifies me not winning and you not losing well, I think this is the third year in a row that you've actually changed the rules. So now, like, you can only win if you nail the score. That doesn't even make any sense. One of us is closer. I'm pretty sure it's pretty obvious who's closer well, here. How do you how do you do this? How do you do it then? You tell me. How, you tell me. 
Oh, because look, because if it you add take both, a rocket scientist. Okay, okay, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. Now we're now we're now we're insulting my intelligence. All right, so I'm if you saying. if you go if you go okay, because one year we did it like this, where you just add the scores up, and then whoever's closest to the to the to the to the score added up wins. Right. Okay. Yeah, you then did I would that. win. You made that rule one year. Then yeah, I would you win. Won, right. Yes. Right. You would. Okay. And then we did, okay, well, if you do, like, uh, you had 70 to 10, and that's basically a difference of um, 15, right? You could do that. So it's like, how do you do this where it even makes sense? Because it's so, it's so dumb. It is just so dumb. Still, like, how do you do it? Well, that's a, cha- that's a challenge we're going to give Level Up Luke. Since he's the smartest guy in the podcast, <laughs> if he can give us some rules to go by, because I'll tell you what, it was sixty-five nothing, right? I guessed seventy to ten. Yeah, you guessed fifty-two to seventeen. Correct. So I don't see how in now maybe maybe I'm wrong, but in any logical type of situation, I feel like I'm closer. I think you are closer because my 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 Colgate score was closer to what that it actually was, and my score for Syracuse is actually closer than what it was i mean i would agree you're closer let's see what let's see what luke has to say luke unmute yourself and speak luke all right hey, hey, oh don't up, get guys? hit a, don't get hit there's a slight yeah i'm in uh, i'm in downtown atlanta georgia boys oh okay. how are you doing today good how you doing oh just living life man i'm at nerd mardi gras down here dragon con and uh, oh, nice. I was watching the highlights from yesterday. We were just destroying it. Um, as you can hear, a little bit of traffic in the background. What was the question? So we we do we do we do pick every game our predictions, right? So yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've changed the rules every year because they never make sense when I lose. So right now, that's not totally true. Yeah, I'm kidding. Gotta, <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense that you would, that you would lose. That doesn't make any sense. To me. Exactly, exactly. See, he knows what he's talking about. So no, if you're gonna do a prediction game, if you're gonna play a prediction game, and you're gonna crown a winner, and you're gonna you're gonna smack a loser, uh, what what yeah. should those rules? How should those rules make sense? Because I've done it all kinds of ways. You know what? Go ahead. I like stats. I think if you take a adjusted. Total points, add up the uh, points for and against, and uh, use that as a tiebreaker for if you win or lose. Or you could do the spread, whoever's closest to uh, the predicted margin of victory. I think either of those would sound fair to me. Okay. All right. Well, I guess from there we'll have to figure it out. But Joe, you yeah, see, I, mean, I think the problem the problem with that is is that I think we do the pregame show before the actual no, line comes out. No, he's saying that I think what you're saying, Luke, is that you're just taking the act the, the, the spread of the actual game from the winner to the loser and whoever's closest to that yeah. number wins. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because we've thought about that one yeah. too. So it makes sense. We'll figure it out. Yep. I'm going to give this one to you, spread. Joe. Just quit your belly aching. Golly, man. This is so unnecessary, by the way. Um, I think it's very Luke, necessary. did you get the chance to watch a game? You just you said you got to see the highlights and stuff, or what? Uh, yeah, I had the live alerts on my phone, um, and it was like every two or three minutes, like clockwork, my phone's just going off, another touchdown, another touchdown. Uh, it was amazing. I went back and watched the highlights. It looks like we dominated start to finish. I thought you guys were crazy on the uh, the pre-show, saying that we could possibly pitch a shutout, uh, that we might have like a basketball-type score on offense. But, I mean, that game really 
I, I'm shocked in the best possible way. So, so I said, uh, yes. So I said that Joe was like, this could be 70 to nothing. And when we, when it would look like it was going to be 72 to nothing, I was just going to quit the show. I was, this, that was going to be the last episode was going to be the Colgate preview because there's no way I'd be able to come on here and listen to Joe's mouth. So I was actually hoping that they would not score up to 70, but still get the shutout. Cause I said, I think it's more likely that they're going to they pitch a shutout than scoring 70 points. Well, they both almost happened. So, <laughs> Man, I was I, I was able to watch a little bit of the Alabama game, and even they couldn't pitch a shutout. It's very hard to do, especially yep. garbage time late in games. You let off the gas a little bit. You have second, third stringers in there. Um, you, you know what? Like I said, I thought you were crazy, but, I mean, it happened. I know. It's crazy. It is. I mean, in the last time they pitched a shutout against um, – Colgate actually was 1959 and they won the they won the national championship. So coincidence? Hmm. I don't know. No, I'll uh, give you my little secret is that I only said that because I knew how bad Colgate really was. I have my insight. No, I'm just joking. Shut the hell up, Joe. <laughs> so full of shit. Um, Luke, I appreciate you. Dom, Dom, take notes. Take notes from Luke. So I'm just kidding, Dom. Uh, but all right, buddy, you you go enjoy your your Mardi Gras-ish party, and we appreciate you, buddy. Don't be a stranger. I will have a nerd cocktail for you, boys. Thank you. Yes, uh, appreciate yes. it. Thank you. All right, buddy. Um, okay, I think uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Joe and I are going to are going to go ahead, and we are going to uh, decide I don't give a shit how we you uh, or anybody else thinks or oh, writes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Damn, stop Jim, pissing Jim off. Damn. Man. Jeez, Jim. Coming out of the that button is coming out of retirement. Touchy, you know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh we Joe and I are gonna sit here and argue for the next fifteen minutes on what rules and how the hell this is gonna go from here on out. And whatever we come up with is going to have to be gospel because I'm not dealing with this conversation again. Uh, Joe bringing up the constitution. We're bring, we're picking games here. Joe. Don't be so dramatic. See you all next week. For Joe and Sean, we're out. Peace. We done? We live? We off? We done.